FreePokerCoaching.net presents the, the, the Badoogie All-Stars Poker Cast with your hosts, Jaguar and the Grouch. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Badoogie All-Stars. This is Nixon the Grouch. I realize I haven't been introducing myself. You've probably been wondering who the hell this is. It's still me. Uh, what's what? The Grouch. Sorry, The Grouch. I forgot. We I can't. I, dead. Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> He is not a crook, but he, he's also no longer a member of this podcast or something. Anyway, uh, my correcting co-pilot is here. Fender. Sorry, the Jaguar. It's Jaguar, but, Jaguar, Jigglesworth, whatever. Some, yeah, I forget who it was posted in one a thread somewhere. They hope that you actually ask people to call you the Jaguar in real life. And I... Or they said in the in the real world, and I assumed you never emerged into the real world, so that could not be possible. I honestly felt danger when I read that, because I figured like he's going around looking for this guy that calls himself the Jaguar so that he can do bodily harm to him. So I was I was uh, I felt for my safety at that point. I thought he wanted to give you a pet or something. I don't really know. Or like feed you, put you I don't know. I don't know what people do. <laughs> Jaguars, and I don't, I don't even remember who it was, so it makes this even worse. Like that guy, you know, the I one. I remember he had like one of the Wu Tang dudes on his icon. That's all I remember. Oh, that then I, I would stay indoors. Exactly. So yes. It was yeah. I don't actually know any of the Wu Tang dude, dudes other than Big Baby Jesus, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, our guest is here. You. A's or sick from DC. He he uh, is stuck listening to us talk about some member of some community that said something about us, which really bothered <laughs> us apparently. I had no idea that was such that 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 touched you so deeply. Sit yeah, the I, sit and go mastermind. So how did you yeah. end up being a sit and go mastermind? I didn't know he had um, a intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I fell into it because I um needed to make money and I saw guys making money playing online poker and it just was the easiest thing to do you know easy there's a lot of people who wouldn't view just you know playing high stakes sit and goes well you know being a winner or whatever uh what, what's your roi on average anyway um probably like five ish percent at the hundreds or something like that yeah and that, that's pretty decent right as far as like i don't know what the the measurement I mean, I would I would say it's somewhere between amazing and um, just, yeah, just amazing. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> listening in the sun, hard body, uh, a lot of people wouldn't agree that that's easy to do. They're flabby and out of shape. So, how did it come so easy for you? I'm right here. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't mean for it to say that it came easy. I, I just meant that when I started out, like, right. uh, I think sitting ghosts were a lot easier to, like, learn in the beginning, you know, for a new player than like say hundred big blind cash or something. Okay. Uh, what do you think the most important things, uh, someone needs to do if they want to get or have the level of success that you've had? Um, not have much of a life while you're trying. (laughs) So like you should just shun. This is the wheelhouse of our listener base. Get rid of everyone in your life. You know, throw your pets out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would say like the first, when I decided to, to like go pro the first like six months, I just locked myself in the house and was like studying relentlessly and, you know, playing with the ICM calculators and all that. Right. Yeah. I've had a few of those in the past when I've dabbled around 
the old sit and go wizard or whatever. I know one of them doesn't exist anymore on the forum. You can't even get support for it. There's like 50 people on that guy's support page. Like, where the fuck are you? I ordered this and they haven't gotten it yet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's actually a couple of them. Um, I don't know if you're talking about sit and go PT, which was but like yeah, the... yeah, that's, cool. that's the one. Yeah, that that was the that was like the I think the first uh, publicly available one that came out and it really changed the games. I I wasn't even around back then. I I only started playing in like 2008, I think. Yeah, that's uh not too long ago, 2008. That's yeah. back in the the back in the 80s for you, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's way way back. <laughs> so you would say that in general, pre Black Friday you were doing very well. Uh, yeah, I would say I was doing pretty well. Like, uh, you know, doing well in life. Got a place, got everything kind of going the right direction. Haven't picked out a life partner yet. You know, just, just in general, doing very well and happy. Yes, I would say. Okay. And then Black Friday happened. Yeah. How did that change things for you? Make you happier? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would not say it changed my day-to-day happiness level but it definitely gutted me for that first week at least and day-to-day life is very different now post black friday what Uh, has changed over time between now you know and that time well obviously less money right Um, you know i I had a uh most of my net worth on full tilt which not only black you know black friday had a big impact on it but them getting their license revoked yeah hurt really bad too um but yeah post black friday life is just uh a lot more of a struggle to get money that used to be a lot easier to get yeah and it kind of it's kind of like really messed up for guys to play sit and goes and uh multi-table tournaments just because in live situations like you can sit down and play like a one-two cash game whatever anywhere in any of the casinos, but as far as the tournaments go, like the buy-ins for the, the live tournaments are a lot higher on average, or the sit-and-goes just have too much rake. Or, I mean, I don't have a ton of experience with this, but would you say that that's true, or do you have a lot of experience with it yourself? I would say what what sucks is, like, um, they don't have a lot of... The, the, the rake is ridiculous in all of the tournaments. Like, uh, the other day I was at the casino, and... You know, they were talking about a 200 going off, and I was thinking about playing it, and then I found out the rake is, like, almost 40%. Wow. Which... twisted. Yeah, it was, like, 30-something percent, which was just, like, insane. And, like, you know, you you can be really good and not be able to make profit in those games. Right. Um, And there's not a lot of... I mean, at least down here, there's not a ton of tournament action. Um, And the sit-and-go action is kind of dead, too. It was Florida, it's not, right? It's, just, it's not worth playing. You're, you know, everyone who's making a living playing live, pretty much, unless they're following the tournament circuit, I think is is doing it playing cash. Right, and this is Florida, right? Just to make sure. Yeah, yeah, South Florida. Yeah. I actually used to live in Panama City for a while. It was pretty dead, except for the one place where all the spring breakers went, and then there was just senior citizens everywhere. Yeah. Just in bikinis, just seen us, just it was terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had I closed my eyes so I wouldn't <laughs> see anything. That was that was. I did not expect that to happen. That was disgusting. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what are you so, doing currently? Uh, currently, I am playing live poker at uh, the Hard Rock. 
how is it transitioning from sit and goes online at high volumes to cash games live? Um, I mean, I sympathize a lot more with people who have tried to commit suicide now. <laughs> the bad beat stories, I accept them on Facebook. Yeah. Their friends add me on Facebook. Bad beat stories, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, one one of the great, and this is something that I think is really overrated or underrated, is uh, the ability to not pay attention to chat or block it online where in a live setting you have to hear the old guy talking about how ace king is a drawing hand <laughs> yeah but doesn't that give you information like doesn't i mean for me when i'm in a live setting i know that any piece of information i get from them tells me something about their thought process so like if you hear a guy say to you something like oh you know that you the, the flush came in or whatever so i had to fold or didn't value bet my set because i knew you had a flush then they, it gives you information that you can use against them so if i know that a guy pays attention to board texture like that and he's either willing to fold a big hand or not value bet a big hand well then it just really you know it allows you to bluff that guy in those types of situations and you you know just i like that chatter but i know what you mean is that a lot of it's just useless drivel but you could certainly pick up how people think and then you you know in a live situation you don't have as many opportunities to exploit that because you have situations where okay Okay, I get 10 hands an hour if the dealer sucks and maybe 20 if the dealer is good and I have to use every single, you know, edge I can. That's why I'm always over betting against, you know, fish. Yeah. And this may be why <laughs> I, I hate playing live. I just, I don't want to, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's, that's a good thing for the viewers to pay attention to and utilize that. I just hate being there and listening to people talk. <laughs> you can't ever just tell the guy to shut the fuck up. Just like, look. I don't give a fuck if Ace King is a drawing hand or a whole fucking pencil. Shut the hell up. Have you tried right clicking and seeing if that helps? I don't know if that. I don't really. I don't go outside a lot. I don't know if that works in the real world, but just right click like block chat or something. Oh, that would be a like if I could just call floor and be like, I would like to block his chat. Can you shut this guy up? I bet if you did that, the guy would stop talking to you though. Why don't you just it, tip him? Just tip him. Just give him a bean. Be like, here you go, man. Yeah. Cool. So, so here's another thing that might work. This used to work when I used to babysit my ex-girlfriend's niece. We had a game called the quiet game to see who, which of us could be quiet for the longest. Just say, hey, you want to play the quiet game? And then just stop talking and see if he does it too. Yeah. And then you for can... some reason, kids find that really fun. Old people might as well. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and every time he speaks, just yell, you lose. Let's play again. After three or four times, he'll probably be done talking to you. I'll, I'll give that a try next time. I, just I cannot wait to hear how that goes. I just bash him in the face with a baseball bat with his teeth out on the table. Okay, this guy's all in. You see, those, those are dentures. What kind of value can we put on these? They so might the quiet, the quiet game's actually legal. I just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah, man. There's no criminal like want... repercussions to the quiet game. You're talking about kids and games and weird shit. They're just, they're, that's all creepy to me. You know, like yeah, I, you're right. That was horrible of me to talk about the quiet game. Why don't we just hit someone with a bat? Yeah, let's all get naked and do jumping jacks. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Why do you have a bat in the casino? <laughs> just in case this guy won't shut up. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> that's not the part of the story I'm most curious about, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> now I see why you're. I mean, is this what happens when people say they're looking for you? Is you start carrying bats everywhere? Uh, you get the jaguar. Boom. Bow. <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. I am a well-balanced, reasonable dude. Down to earth. Long, each hand? long walks on the beach and sparkly candles at dinner. A hot cider in the warm fall evening. 
when you said well balanced, I assumed a bat in each hand. I don't I don't carry bats, dude. I have other people doing that for me if I'm gonna be in that situation, you know what I'm saying? I got like a dude with like a an earpiece and I'm like, Hey And a bat. And an earpiece guy goes and gets him. But yeah. So you have an earpiece and you're like, I need the bat. That doesn't that seems I don't know. No, oh, the earpiece guy has the bat. Come on, man, where are you? Get with it. I was thinking if you have an earpiece guy, like you can get more advanced weaponry than a bat. <laughs> right? A, I mean earpiece is scary enough. Like a sniper, yeah. Just a, yeah. All, he doesn't have a weapon. He just has an earpiece, and he keeps his hand in his coat, <laughs> like Napoleon. Yeah. Well, what the hell was that? Uh oh, that sound is something on my computer. Was that like your porn? You know, that was that was an alert. This podcast. Yeah, that, that's Go, my you've gone too, It's boop. You've gone too long on the bat conversation. Move it along. Boop. So uh, I've received notice that you're about to make a a video for DC. And this is long-awaited. People have been waiting for the sick video forever, the debut. So what's that going to be about? Um, I actually made a blog post about it. I uh, posted it in the forums, too, to try and get people to give me ideas. So I don't know what it's going to be about yet. I'm, I'm just trying to listen in and see what people want to get from me first. And uh, I mean, you're, you're a fairly experienced coach, right? I, I would say so, yeah. How, about how many students have you coached over the last couple of years? Uh, in the order of tens, I don't really know. Maybe 20, 30. Okay. But a lot of recurring students. Do you have like one, one or two specific things that are prevalent that you have to teach or go over with every every student or most of them? Um, not not so much. I just more of like you know case by case. Okay. Because I know it's like that for for cash game coaching. Very often people just have the same sort of you know, the, the average, whatever, you know, a lot of people are just like not comfortable or with three betting. And then they're just not, you know, sure about bet sizing or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of common leaks there. So I would, you know, what sort of leaks do people end up having that are so unique and sit and goes? Um, I would say a lot of it is being too tight, uh, in any format of sit and goes, I think uh, a lot of guys that I see are, are just too risk adverse. Um, and you know, it, in comparison to cash, that's obviously right, but I think people take it too far. Right. And um, just not having the right thought process um, when it comes to the end game. Like they, you know, they, they plug something into a calculator and get the answer, but they don't really understand why the answer is what it is. Right, and, right, exactly. And then yeah. they, and another thing is like, I don't, I'm not sure how much play there is with other regs at endgame and sit and goes but uh just leveling and just sort of like being able to kind of weather the storm come in in those regards like you know against one player your range might change because this guy's calling you with like queen seven where another guy is folding everything except for you know king jack or better or something like that and obviously I, I don't know what i'm talking about those are just pulled out of the air but no yeah definitely um like yeah you're obviously you're like shoving and calling ranges change a lot based on other people's ranges but beyond that like uh, the, the leveling wars that you get with uh, with other regs, you know, in the lower stakes, it's probably not going to matter as much, especially when you're dealing with multi-tabling regs who aren't even going to pay attention to, you know, how, like if you spike call them. But I would right. say at higher stakes, it's pretty important to to pay attention to stuff like that and to be willing to to make unconventional moves so they so you can get them to adjust their ranges. Right. What's What's the level where you think it starts mattering in terms of, like, actually... Being able to level other people is it like the hundreds is it lower than that um i you know like i, I hate to generalize things by buy-ins uh, right. if i had to maybe like the the competition at, at at least 
from before Black Friday was like at the 60s, it started to get, you know, pretty tough, 60s, 100s, 200s. Um, but, you know, you, you even have your guys at the 20s and 30s that you're just aware of that, you know, they're not playing a ton of tables and they're thinking players and, you know, you know that they'll adjust. Okay. But yeah, I'd say you could start doing it more as a standard, uh, maybe at the like 60s and the 100s. Excellent. So maybe that should be what your first video is about, leveling people and <laughs> sitting goes. Yeah, that actually, a lot of people want to see, you know, reg on reg stuff. Right. Uh, but which I don't think makes for great videos because spots like that don't come up that often. This is weird. It, I'm, not, I'm not sure what's going on in the background at your place. <laughs> oh, see, I thought that was you barking, like, because, like, no. someone was on the streets looking for you or something. I thought you were like... whipping, whipping a slave, and then the ding comes up because she's done. I don't know. Oh. I thought that was the, the jaguar. No, sir. Yeah. I'll ask the uh, the guy with the, the talk piece, but I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, How not... about, as, as another topic for your video, weaponry in live poker? I know we've covered it a little bit, but there's a lot of ways you can go with it. Earpieces, bats, guns, um, whatever. The quiet game. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. Mental trickery like that. I got one. How about, how about a ring with a pin that comes out? And as you're leaving the casino, you can pull the pin out and then just go pat the guy on the back? I don't yes. like that one. Yeah. Not a fan of that. Arr, arr, arr. How about an umbrella that shoots paralyzing darts like what they used before, they shot, before they shot Kennedy? But then it has to be raining for you to go. No. Yeah. What? Oh, there has to be a baseball game before you could go. Obviously, there's not a lot of criteria we're putting but... down. <laughs> you have a guy with an earpiece and a bat wandering the casino okay. floor. I, I, people are more likely to have a baseball bat than to have an umbrella in a casino. Sorry, buddy. I think people are more suspicious of a guy with a baseball bat than an umbrella in a casino, though. Why would that be true? A baseball bat is pretty normal. Like, here, I have my baseball bat with me. It's a Don Mattingly. But then they got, like, the, the guy with the umbrella, and they're just like, it's not raining outside. What the hell is this? Yeah, but really... people use umbrellas to c protect themselves from the sun, right? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 uh, I, I would have... You've lost the argument, for sure. I'm I think sure. if you were to walk into a casino and there was a guy with a baseball bat, you wouldn't go, oh, that makes sense ever. I would think he was unless the casino was in the middle of a baseball field, in which case you have other problems to worry about. All like, right, since we're on, since baseball we're on this, I'm going to take a small detour and ask you guys this. I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Go ahead. Knife versus baseball bat. In what sense? Just in general? If you had to get in a fight with somebody else, which of the two would you pick? And like, you would have to be against the other one. Do I have any sweet throwing skills? I, I do you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, if I mean, I had you, to... like throwing the knife. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'd go baseball bat. Hmm, I'd probably knife. I have I have really long arms, so be, that combined with a baseball bat, I could kind of do the the fight equivalent of holding his forehead and he swings his arms and can't reach me. So that's what I would do. If I had any bit of a like throwing skill, I would choose the knife because then I could just throw it through their skull, and I wouldn't even have to run away. I, could just, I would hit it. I would hit it away with the baseball bat. And now you're really in trouble. <laughs> you couldn't, man. You ain't yeah. that fast. Come on now. If you're gonna make up knife throwing skills, I gotta make up knife hitting skills. If it's possible, but if I knew that you had that, then I would do something different. <laughs> it's a whole knife baseball bat leveling war. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, what's the third piece? Knife, bat, and then what? No, that's that. This was like an epic long two plus two 
uh, debate that went on for a very long time. Really, I've never seen this thread, and I wonder why. Uh, you, like you, th this would start wars. Like if you were to ask two leaders of two different countries that, it would start a war for sure. I think whatever they say, give it to them. Let's see what happens. <laughs> give it to them. Sounds like a sample size issue, right? I mean, and then bring them to a poker game where a guy's so talking. What's, so how does this work? You each pick a weapon in the dark and then have to fight? No, like, the, the question is just theoretically, if, if you had to fight somebody else to the death and you had the option of picking the knife or the baseball bat and they got whatever you didn't pick. See, I, I'm oh, gonna... see, that's different. So I'm picking what they get. Yeah, yeah. the baseball bat leaves you too exposed. It's too like it's it's got too much of a wind up time. Like if you swing at somebody with a baseball bat and then you miss, jab, you're you can jab with a baseball bat. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Jab? I don't know. Jab you in stomach? the stomach? It's not good. It's there's not enough. They have a knife. You just hit their wrist and then they drop the knife and beat them. Oh, oh, so you could just get the bat straight to the wrist in the right spot and knock the knife out of his hand? You're That's throwing cool. knives at my head in the earlier. I don't have in the... to throw it. I can just wait for you to make the mistake and then stab you with it. See, the knife is the control deck. The bat ball is aggro, and I don't like the aggro. I'll take the control deck. No, I think <laughs> because the reach, you can you can jab with the baseball bat, and at a much greater distance without exposing yourself. Like, for you to cut me, you have to reach the length of a baseball bat to touch me. Yeah, but all I have to do is is defend against the baseball bat that you're using. Like, you can, you can stab out. Then I'll wait, too. I'll wait you out. I'll make a sandwich. <laughs> I'm in no hurry. What do you think, A's? What, what's your, what do you take? I, I refuse, because I've seen how the arguments get, I refuse to choose. Oh, come on, you can't pose the question. How about you can pick one and we'll move on. If I mean, if it were me personally, I would go with the knife. Right, we're moving on because you're wrong. I'm going to get a baseball bat and a knife. I will be right back in two seconds. You guys keep talking. All right. All right. If he doesn't come back with both of those things, that I'm going to be so angry. Yeah. How many five-year-olds could you take out if you had a knife? That seems like that would be a lot easier for that question. Unlimited, bro. Unlimited. I know. I think, it, yeah. Unless one of them, like, I don't know. I don't see, yeah. How many five-year-olds for you? What's your, what's your number? Uh, just unlimited, I mean. You think unlimited five-year-olds unarmed? They have no shot. You don't think you'll get tired at some point? I could get tired and just trick them into killing themselves. They're dumb. They're five. But they're, they're relentless. <laughs> like, at a certain point... Like, if they're swarming... Had, uh, you know who that is, right? The comedian? Yeah. He had he said something about, like, his, his daughter was, like, four or five or whatever. And he says, he's like, I could take on an army of them. I could just beat them by the thousands. That doesn't sound very nice. <laughs> See, I don't think that's true. I think, really, like, if you've ever had a bunch of, like, kids playing around you... It is a little overwhelming. If there were like 30 children all coming and at I've you. Always, every time been in, that I've been in that situation, I've always wanted to hurt them. So I think fair. I, I would That's just fair. be able to just let it out. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Oh, end of that topic. On to the next one. I feel like we're in like the speed round. Like, boop, move on. Um, I wish you guys a soundboard. We, well, see, I think it's funnier that we don't have a soundboard, but we keep thinking we're going to insert sounds, and it's like, oh, that's a lot of work. We'll just pretend there was a cymbal crash right there. <laughs> and I think it's fine. I mean, for our audience, you know, 
who really expects that much out of this podcast at this point? Um, but going back to poker, before we start talking about more weaponry, I was so are you have you been playing on merge or anything? I I've played a little bit, and I can't imagine the sit and go action is that good based on what I've seen. I did play a little bit on merch. Uh, I'm probably going to start playing a little bit more now that they reopened. Um, and I'm going to be signing up on Lock Poker. Uh, nice little plug there for them. And I've played some heads up games there. Uh, the six max games uh, didn't really go off at all at any kind of reasonable stakes. Um, I think they, I think they've been having decent super turbo action at like pretty small stakes. Um, but yeah, it's been, been pretty slow from, from what I gather. Yeah. I looked, I, I used to play the step tournaments on full tilt, like as a thing to do when I was like bored and just wanted to like half entertain myself. And there was like one of nine people signed up for all the levels on there. And it's like, these are never going to go off ever. But I mean, I don't know if they ever had ever had them going off. Cause I didn't start looking until after they closed it to us players. And I don't know if traffic really dropped or not, but it just it seems like it's hard to get anything going. I used to play triple draw and you cannot find a triple draw game on merge ever. There's occasionally like one guy sitting at a 5-10 table and if he is so dedicated that he's sitting at a 5-10 table, he probably is really really good and I don't want to give him my money. Yeah, speaking of triple draw, I had a a friend of mine named Charlie who was uh a triple draw pro, you know, played on Stars and Full Tilt and was doing pretty good and that just is like the most useless thing for him to know now in the world that he lives yep. in the U.S. Yeah, I, it is. So it's so sad. He wasted like a year or two of his life getting good at a game, and then like you know, for me, stuff that I learned from from sitting goes even. But I also played you know heads up and a little bit of cash. Uh, I can go play live. There's just nothing for him. It doesn't translate to anything. You'd, you'd have to pretty much be in L.A. and play it like in a, a mixed game or something like that. And that's kind of it. That's the yeah. only place I've heard of it going off. But, yeah, I mean, like Tecmo was playing it up until Black Friday and then played the, the triple draw event at, at the World Series. And it was I had thought about playing, but I wasn't quite to the level that I wanted to be. And I was like, next year I'm going to play. And then it's like now with Black Friday, I can't play. There's no point in playing the event cold, despite yeah. the fact that I think I probably play it better than the average person entering that event who's just hoping they can luck box their way to a bracelet. But I don't think to the point that it's worth me throwing a bunch of money down the toilet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a fun game. I mean, I really, I like, I like the game. My brain works for the game, but you're never going to find it. You're never going like, to get a home game going. Like, let's play triple draw. People yeah. are like, what the hell is that? Yeah, and nobody wants to play it if they haven't heard of it. Um, I played... Uh, I think I played triple draw just once in my life. And I remember playing, I forget what the stakes were, but it was like 50 or hundred dollar buy-in. Uh, and I saw a friend of mine playing. So I decided to play and I get dealt like ace, deuce, three, five, six or something. And I'm like, Oh, I got the nuts. And it was a no limit game. And I get my stack in and I didn't realize that ace is not low. No limit triple draw? What the fuck? Yeah, it was on yeah. Stars. Yeah, was every once in a while, it go, like the, the lowest stakes pot limit goes off on Merge like once or twice ever since I've started playing, and it's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, I like to show down, like, 
like trips or something as early as possible because people then assume, oh, he doesn't know how to play, and it takes them a really long time to figure out that I did that on purpose. And then after a while, they figure out you don't know how to play. Well, they, but they, I don't know how to play in a different way. I will hit you with this bat. <laughs> Sorry, man. I got a knife and a bat. I went downstairs and fought my neighbor to the death. Who won? Who's back? Who is this? <laughs> what, what weapon did you change? I guess you must have changed your mind and taken the bat then. Good choice. My name is Fondra Jiguar. <laughs> didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, I can't, uh, I can't turn it into anything. Yeah, you really can't. You should have picked. You should have picked a better name if you were going to have someone impersonate you later. You fool. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, triple draw. I think PLO and triple draw are like neck and neck for playing tournaments online and watching people do the stupidest things ever, not knowing the rules of the game. I saw. I saw a guy go crazy getting dealt quads in PLO once and it's like, yeah, you're drawing dead against a bigger pair. This is sure, not going to go well for you. Quads, yo. Yeah. That's he like in chat for the next, like however many hands, like it's like this observer is like, well, I had quads. How did I lose? <laughs> they're like trying to explain the game to him and he just does not understand. But I had four cards you know and the they worst? all had the same number. What about when something like that happens online and you're the guy that it happens to and they change like the they run the hand out and then they award the pot so fast that you don't see the what you know you're what the other guy flipped up or anything and then you're just left wondering like how the hell did I I didn't get the I didn't win this and you like think you had the nuts or whatever and you have to go back and like look through all the hands and make sure and then you have to go back and see what your opponent had and figure out how the hell he beat you and sometimes you're just like looking at it like wait what the like, it's one of those puzzle things, you know what I mean? Where, like, you look at it, you stare at it for a long time. Bam! It's just, like, some dude's balls. And you just, whoa. Like, where's Waldo? And and it, it just happens. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I. That's a great point. Um, yeah, no, I, I used to play horse tournaments. And I found if I played two at the same time and they were not in sync, the stud portion of it was really hard because I could not remember what game I was playing at any given time. It's like, oh, it's high-low. This one switched to Raz. This one is still on stud high, and I would just lose a lot of money. Aw. Yeah, not a lot. I mean, I didn't. I don't play high stakes. I don't have any poker That's skills. I am still a one-trick pony, and I'm going to stick with no limit hold'em. But see, the thing is, you learned a trick, and that's what I'm a zero-trick pony. And so I just kind of go to all of the horse shows possible, hope that something happens. It never does. There's just a lot of horse shit, really, for me. You need to find a good, strong jockey. Yep. I don't think yeah, I'm I was doing I was doing a horse show, not a horse race thing cuz like there's not I don't know if you've been to the horse like races, there's not a lot of tricks. I don't know if you've noticed that. There's a lot of it's like going to NASCAR going, "Wow, look at the cars do tricks." Yeah, well, no, they're going in a circle. That's not a trick. I've never showed up in one of those places looking for prostitutes, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, nice one. That's good. Is that that's because you still bring your own prostitutes to horse races? I thought we talked about this. Yeah, one with a bat, one with an earpiece, one with a knife. I'm covered in all directions. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, I got nothing on. You got nothing. (laughs) All right. How how is that surprising? Like, anyway. So we were talking about merge a little bit while you were off fighting your neighbor. So now that it's back to U.S. players, are are you signing up as well? Jumping on? I don't think it means much of anything because there's one 
big thing, and that's the separation between customer church and state. Right. There's also that, which is obviously, you know, in God we trust, pyramids and stuff on the dollar bill, ship it. But reality is there's a customer, right, a guy standing in the middle of the vast online poker universe. He puts in his money. He wins a hand. Like, he doubles up. He's like, yeah, I'm right. This is. And he, he doubles up. And then he's like, I want to buy my friend a video game for his birthday. Click cash out. Two years later, he still doesn't have any money. He should have specified which birthday. It's true. If if they're doing that anymore, I know that that hasn't been successful in the past. But the point is, is that you know, if you put in your money and you're like playing and then you want to cash out and it's going to take you like a month plus and that's not even a guarantee, it's just too shaky. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're the fucking Incredible Hulk and you're like, damn, thin ice, but there's a cheeseburger in the middle of it, and you just, woo, you're not going to be successful. Oh, I thought you were going to say it would just blow up like the first Incredible Hulk movie they made, the Ang Lee one. Man, what a bust that was. That was like cashing out from cake. <laughs> you put a million in, you get nothing back. Yeah, they put more than a million into that piece of crap. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Which one was Ed Norton in? The second one. Oh, and that wasn't any better. Didn't that, that like Ed Norton and Jennifer Connelly? So, like. It had that at least. At least it it's like. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that was like an attempt to like rebuild the franchise so they could do the whole Avengers thing. But the real problem is that the Hulk doesn't have the ability to flex any sort of personality because all he is is angry. So like when you're Ed Norton and you're like running through the streets of China or whatever, and then you get mad and then you're like a big green dude. Like, oh, 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 oh. You know, you don't have any chance to be like Freddy Krueger and be like, what's the matter, yeah. baby? Freddie got the glove. You know, you don't have a Freddie had personality, but this the Hulk doesn't have that chance. He can't. I don't. So I don't know if you've noticed this. This may be like we may have like gained access to your mind psychologically. Your description of the Incredible Hulk is almost exactly like your description of Pam Brunson, who you thought was awesome, very attractive. It's. I'm just thinking you may have a thing for the Incredible Hulk that you didn't realize until right now. You know, I said Pam Brunson was built like an Amazon warrior. I said the Hulk didn't say anything and had no personality. <laughs> Running through the streets. That was how you describe Pam Brunson pretty much over maybe and over they, again. Maybe it overlaps. Maybe they both run through the streets, but it ends there, buddy. Okay, I'm just – I just you, – you can work through this on your own time, but I just thought I'd point that out to you that there may be some overlap. I mean there's no superhero that I've talked about that I've described looking like Todd Brunson. No. I appreciate Because that would be weird. To recognize patterns. You should play poker. I wish I could. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, Merge is open to U.S. players. I'm actually, I have an, I mean, from what I saw, like, it seemed like there was a backlog of their ability to handle that many deposits because before Black Friday, I would imagine people putting money on Merge include Merge employees. Yeah, that's pretty, probably pretty much it. I don't really know who was playing on Merge before. So all of a sudden it was like, oh, crap, we have to do other people's deposits as well. How do we I do think, that? Hold I on. There were, uh, you know. A handful of guys that like low stakes guys, obviously, that were playing there. I actually know of, uh, I don't want to say his name because I don't know if he wants people to know that he was playing on there, but I know a high stakes reg who's really uh, well known um, who was playing on Merge before Black Friday and doing like pretty good playing Sitgos there. Nice. Really? Yeah. Was it just because anyone who was on there was not good? So he was able just to kind of sweep it up? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to look up his stats right now but yeah pretty much uh, I think, like nobody good playing on that site at all i think because i remember i remember hearing it in passing everyone so be like oh you should play a merge there's like nobody there and they're all fish but 
<laughs> all of these nobodies all have gills. I think they yeah. should adopt the uh, kind of like the motto of the American Lottery Association. Does that exist? Does that make no? Sense? They have state lotteries, so definitely not. A dollar and a dream. How about that? Are you? Did you say they should adopt the slogan of something that doesn't exist and then make yeah. up a slogan? Okay, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing you get a dollar in a dream you, like, you put a dollar in you might run it up but you'll never get it out you know what I mean yeah they should adopt the slogan of the national slot machine coalition as well that's like true. lemon <laughs> what about the <laughs> yeah what that may be a... what about the national the national association for the advancement of slot machines yep um, yeah, I don't have anything like they have. I'm trying to think who would be the spokesman for that. Probably, <laughs> probably still Morgan Freeman for some reason, but which would be sweet. Really? I mean, like we're talking about Ed Norton being in things like if Morgan Freeman is doing the voice voiceover on something and he says it, I believe it's true. I'm tired like, of you. I didn't, I didn't question for a second why those penguins were marching. It's like, if Morgan Freeman says it's okay, I agree. That's true because he has the power of likability. Yeah, and that voice, like that, he has a, a voice. I mean, they cast him as God and whatever that was, Bruce Almighty. That movie. Have and, you seen the uh, Through the Wormhole series on Science Channel? No, no, that sounds educational. He he does the uh, like he's the the star of the show. Whoa! When you say the star of the show, like you mean like a star or he's just the wormhole? The... Maybe he's the wormhole. Oh, see, because you were, I was thinking it was space, so he was like a nebulous. Or is that, well, is yeah, it... it's a, it's a like, show about, you know, the universe and how everything works, and he, like, narrates it. And was... it's, it's amazing just because his voice is in it. Yeah. Sweet. You're just like, wow, this is the most fascinating thing I've ever heard in my life. It's really, like, the, the main reason I used to watch CNN was just for James Earl Jones saying, this is CNN. And then, like, whatever. I would kind of tune out. You and just he... record it. You just play it back and go to sleep. This is no, that would have made a lot more sense than actually yeah. watching it live over and over again. But Yeah. All right. So this, this reg on Merge before uh, April 15th had a uh, – it's not that great. But he had a 7% ROI. Oh, I think these are super, That's... super turbos. That's actually pretty good. Aha! That's that's two percent higher than amazing, from what I remember. Milk. Yeah, let me make sure that these are if these are super turbos, like that was really really good. But I think I think they might just be turbos. What are you saying, Mac? <laughs> milk. I'm just saying milk for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, so he had like a seven percent ROI, at like fifty average. It's a tiny sample size, but you know it's still extra money, and I'm sure it was like. Really soft games. Those were the days. That's what we all long for: soft games. Yep. Yeah. That we were are, that that we're able to play in. Those are scarce nowadays. Full tilt from like April fifteenth to April like nineteenth when they actually locked me out was amazing. Dude, was... I could still play for so long until they finally shut everyone down and made them update. Yeah, I made I it. Didn't. I made it close to a week. I think it may have been longer than nineteenth. I think I made it to like Wednesday before they finally, finally like kicked me off. I have a friend who actually got away with cashing out. He changed his address before they were on the "you can't change any of your information" plan, and he sent all of his money to one of his friends in Europe, and then changed his address back. And then that guy just you know cashed it out and sent it to him, whatever. What? Yeah. Fox. 
Yeah. What a, the, the address changing was not necessary. I ch- I sh- did something. Oh, it, it was. It uh, was at that point. At the I point mean, I don't. I don't. I didn't do anything like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Full tilt. At the, at the point that he did that. Yes, it it was. Uh, you you couldn't transfer as an American player. Oh, see, I quit. I transferred as an American player as soon as it went down. It was like cash it out for me, and so I didn't have very much on there. But I don't know why I didn't think about that. I actually woke up uh, a bit late that day, though, so I probably wouldn't have made it in time. Yeah, I I installed Full Tilt and like on the computer I was on and like quickly did it because it was like this is going to get bad really fast. So I d- actually didn't think it would work. I thought they would pull it back, but they didn't. So. so I'll bet going forward, you're never going to get into a situation where you have that much of your net worth on the site anymore. Definitely not. That's just a big life lesson. We've said, you know, a couple times in the past episodes is just, you know, you just can't have that much on because untold shit happens. Like no one ever would have suspected that all of a sudden, you know, the next day this doesn't exist anymore. And all the money that you had is gone as well. But that kind of shit can happen. You know, you wouldn't expect it to. But yeah, I, I would say that. um there's good that came out of Black Friday for sure. And for me, a lot of the good was just a lot of painful life lessons that I learned. But it's better like learn them now when you can still do something about it than to have, you know, have been ingrained in the life that you live with like more bills, more responsibilities, and then have all of that kind of fall apart. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be sound like an optimist because it's pretty obvious if you listen to this that I am a bitter, bitter person. But no, if you can kind of come out of this with like the ability to continue to live and like a lesson that will help you going forward, it's not the end of the world. Like it sucks, but like everyone is going to be able to recover from this unless they had like 100% of their money on full tilt and like have no other marketable skills and don't live near a casino and whatever. Like it's not the end of the world. It's a change, but it's not the end of the world. It was definitely the end of a world. Yes. For a lot yes. It is. I mean, but I, feel like I I don't know much about Barry Greenstein, but I saw like the thing that he put out, uh, which, you know, a lot of it's true. But I think I hate when people go about talking like, uh, well, poker shouldn't have been your whole life. Well, I'm I'm 25 and I'm trying to save up, you know, for the rest of my life. So poker is OK to be my life for, you know, a couple of years. Uh, I, I didn't like, you know, I, I, I sense condescending from uh, a couple of people that like talked about the subject because they weren't as hurt on right. Friday. That's and just a bunch of bullshit. Like, blame on, on, you know, like kids who were being irresponsible, yeah. which, you know, partially true. But I think, uh, I yeah, think but- some of them don't realize that, you know, we're in di- like me and Barry Greenstein are in two different worlds. He's an older guy who has, you know, lived his life and you know for him it would probably be a big mistake to have poker be his entire world but even even if it is i mean it's up to you you know everything is it's all about perspective other people like oh you're wasting your life from their perspective because they have different goals and different ideas but if your goal is to play poker and you fucking love it and you get up and pound seven red bulls and you fucking your eyes explode while you fucking grind sit and goes and then you wake up the next morning and you're happy well then fuck hell yes that's great you know if you live a life that you love doing something that you care about that's that's perfect you know fuck what everybody else thinks do whatever the hell you want that's why i'm so you know passionate about this stuff in general it's just you know the government trying to say oh well you can't do this or whatever well fuck you get the fuck out of my face i'll do whatever the hell i want if you want to come battle about it then sure i've got a knife and a bat 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to give them one of them. Yeah, you have to give them oh, one. They can have the bat because I have a staircase. I'll just kick them right down the shit, you know? I don't. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to. Anyway, that. Well, all that aside. I mean, you shouldn't have brought this up. The moral of the story. I told you, it divides people. The moral yeah. of the story is that everything is perspective. And if you feel a different way than someone else, you shouldn't let them sort of have their sort, you know, their seed in how you live your life. So e- even when kids grow up and they realize, I don't want to do the shit my parents did. They have views in, from a different time from when they grew up, the shit went on, whatever. You don't need to listen to that as an individual. And as a thinking human being with free will, you can do whatever your passion is, whatever you want to do. And no one else can tell you shit about it. You know what I'm saying? If you're not like raping babies on TV and you're just like, Hey, check this out. This is my passion. You know, that's a different story. That's fucked up. You should probably not do that, but <laughs> I I would go out on a limb and actually take the word probably out of that sentence. <laughs> okay, you should not do that. Absolutely. Why are you forcing your beliefs on other people? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the maybe those babies, I'm not even going to make jokes yeah. about that. There's it's <laughs> Don't get yourself. Yeah. 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 Like right they get like busted by the feds for sure. Yeah. Oh. Here's here's some more rope. Take it. Go ahead. Keep oh, running. My- dude now um no yeah i think i've been reading fooled by randomness which i mean you you think that we have a big ego on this you should read that guy's book but he was talking about you know taking risks as long as like the downside isn't going to wreck you and i think that's the thing that i mean i didn't think about when i was playing poker not that i was as invested as a lot of other people were but it was like oh it's poker it's awesome you know, it's probably not going to go down. What are the odds of that? But it's like, oh, but if it goes down and like I have a bunch of money tied up, that really sucks. So I think, I mean, I don't know. You wouldn't put your whole role on the table if you're playing live or you shouldn't. I don't think in my opinion. Yeah, but I think that, and it's I mean, kind of putting your whole role online. It's like, okay, in retrospect, I didn't think about the fact that I'm basically trusting someone else to give me, give me my money back later. Like you maybe have to operate differently. And I mean... Yeah, I'm not I mean, judging. Like, I see why people did it. It makes total sense to me. But in retrospect, like, maybe that's the lesson is, like, diversification or something. Yeah. I mean, I think I think um, as a whole community of, like, uh, poker players that we're doing it for a living, we're a little bit naive. It definitely – we got the sense that it was like having your money in a bank, which obviously isn't, you know, 100% guaranteed money, but um, – you know, you just got a, a sense of security and like, oh, well, we've already been through like bad stuff, you know, 2006 and, uh, you know, everything like worst case scenario, we'll still get our money back. Even April 15th, I don't think anybody really doubted that they were not going to get their money back, except for maybe like uh, people playing on Absolute. Right. Yep. Like the sense I got. <laughs> those people already got, knew they weren't getting any money back, though. <laughs> you know what the sick part is? Those people have gotten more money than uh, full tilt players have. Well, yeah, yep. absolute, absolute. I think has made payments out of like five hundred dollars to you know some people. See, to, I think I thought that was only to European customers. But it's still uh-huh. people though. Like no one got money off full tilt ever. Like after it how, locked how about up, this? right? What if you're in the class of people who knows that full tilt's going down at the point that you realize that full tilt hasn't paid out, but poker stars has, and they start giving you the you know we are doing we're working around the clock diligently jerking off so you can get your money back. You know at that point, all of the people who are from like the European lands, they should know this is a red sign. We need to get the fuck out of here. We need to take our money and go. So I, I kind of feel like I it, think you know. I think it was just I, like I can't blame anybody because. I mean, if you look at it, they were the number two site in the world. And you have to figure, okay, well, 
you know, something's up, but they'll be fine. Like, you know, they're they're still raking, you know. Enron, dude. Enron. Yeah. No, I mean, that's... There's, there's I think... a reason why when, when things like Enron go down, it's huge news because nobody Expect it ever. ever really expected it, yeah. Well, and I think people, I mean, there's an incentive to make yourself feel better to convince yourself that it's not a big deal because if it's a big deal... It like all of a sudden you're like, oh no, I have all that money locked up. So if you can convince yourself, oh, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Who cares? How could they not pay us out? You probably make stupid decisions because you're like, oh, I'll keep playing on full tilt because they'll pay me eventually. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, it's been a really long time and they haven't given us that money. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. And they just I mean, need to just, you know, diffuse the situation and use all the stall tactics they possibly can to give themselves the the most time to try to make something out of it. Like this whole time, they're probably behind the scenes scrambling, trying to, all right, well, how do we do this? What can we do this? How can we stall more time? Maybe pay a couple people, maybe do this, whatever. How yep. do this? And, and it's all just a bunch of bullshit. And it, the same thing happens in, in other situations in life. And it's just, it's just a lesson. You know, you just, you just learn. No one, you can't count on anyone except for yourself. When the shit goes down, people who are your best friend the previous day will cut your fucking throat if it means their kids eat and they have, you know, food on their table. You know, yeah. it's just that's right. the way life is. And you have to understand that, that this isn't this like Facebook cartoony. Everybody loves me. We're all good and friends and all that shit. Fuck that shit. This is a cutthroat world. And these people will literally see you die in the dirt to have a nice Christmas. And that's I mean, fucked up. If you've ever read a thread on two plus two in like the live poker forum or the home poker forum about like angle shooting, the percentage of people that are like, yeah, whatever, I, he should take the money. He's, he cheated, but whatever. That's it's poker. It's like you realize there's a lot of really scummy people involved in this world that like their sense of right and wrong is very different than mine. <laughs> where like I'm obviously like me winning money off someone in poker, like you can make an ethical argument that like I'm taking food out of his kid's mouth or whatever. Like, but if you're actively cheating the rules, like we should have a problem with that because if that happens, you know, we're back to the old days with like people shooting people over a game of cards and it's crazy time. Ethically wrong with that because you're forewarned. You know what I'm saying? I used to have this Spanish teacher and he'd put gum on your nose if you didn't have your homework and he'd make you stand at the front of the class. And he's this really tall, like eight foot tall dude. And he was actually a Goomba in the fucking super Mario movie. But anyway, aside from that, uh, he always used to say, forewarned is forearmed. We'd come into class, he'd say in this big, fucking booming, like, Terminator voice, forewarned is forearmed. You know, he's just let you know. Like, if you don't, if if you know the consequence, if you don't take a certain action, then there's no, you know what I mean? There's no remorse. So, like, if someone sits down at a poker table knowing if they put $50 down, there's a chance that they lose it all. There's not, there's nothing ethical with the other guy that took it because he also is yeah, in a situation where he can lose it all. So if you, if you make those moral choices or those, you know, free will choices that we're talking about, if this is your decision, if it's a bad one, blame yourself. It's, if, you're, if your family's not eating because you put your 50 on the table and lost it or you lose your paycheck every week, that's your own fault. If you have yep. problems, then you identify the problem and you say, I need help, then take the next step. Find the problem gambling helpline. Tell somebody, I need an intervention. I can't control myself. Whatever it is, that's up to you. If you're going to sit there and lose and lose and lose until you're homeless, blame nobody but yourself. Or conversely, we could just have the government intervene and stop online gambling because it's a sin. Yeah, but then I'd be playing the lottery. You know what I mean? Nah. Buying lottery tickets left and right. The lotto ticket, the lotto's okay though, right? Because I mean, you're who could lose their life a dollar at a time? Like, I can't... This? I can't imagine, can you imagine like poor people going down and spending, you know, their hard-earned money on lotto tickets? Like that's crazy, right? Dude, I've got it. 
professional bingo player. Yes. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. I've been I've been studying uh, the Kino board, and I think I found a pattern. <laughs> so I think if we just do that, we'll be fine. When I studied the Kino board, all I thought about was becoming a porn star. All I just kept seeing the balls going holes, and I'm just like, yeah, I think you're thinking. Yeah, you're thinking of bingo. That's there's really? not. You, yeah, I thought you you blot on a bingo card, right? You go <laughs> with that fucking. There's no balls in Kino. I think so. I, what's if the, what's the game if the so, I think I think someone was tricking you. What's no, the game? there's Kino. There's Kino the games where balls fall into slots. Exactly. See, balls in slots. That's a porn thing. I don't there's, think it's. I don't actually think a, it is. Uh, you're wrong. There's even a pool game called Kino where you get a Kino board and you. Uh, ah. You bank the the ball off the end rail and have it run into the Kino board and see if you can get it to fall on a certain. There you go. All right, I stand corrected. I and don't know. If you've I think play video Kino, you'll see they like you know on those gambling machines that they have in the uh, not so legal places. How do you feel about like card counters and then uh, people changing the way that they throw the dice? You know what I'm saying? Are you, did you hear about that? About the, the people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, that. <laughs> I think it's great for the players. It's, it adds in an element of skill. What I was going to say is, if you can stop me from using my best skilled throw to give myself the best advantage, then you guys should just lower or remove the house edge. It's like We're not having this knife bat argument again, are we? We're talking about your skilled <laughs> throws? Like... Right. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like, guys, like, oh, this guy's counting cards. He can beat the game, so get this guy out of here. Oh, this guy I, what, comes, what it comes down to is the casino's allowed to serve it's a bet. It whatever they want. Exactly. That's true. That's absolutely I mean, it's a bet. Like, if I if you were really good at sports betting, I would probably stop betting sports against you. I would probably never start because I'm really bad at sports betting. Right. But if that, in that case, it's still different. It's you are making that moral, you know, free will choice. But the casino's making it. This guy's too good. We don't want his action. And if we're talking about morals on a poker table, I know – a lot of guys that, and maybe I, my views on morals are just different, but I know a lot of guys who cheat, and uh, I mean, I don't do it because I, I would just feel bad doing it. Plus, I'm also competitive, so I would hate to think that I need to cheat to, to win at something. Yeah, well, but, you know, I know guys who, who cheat, and um, I, you know, I'm, I'm acquaintances with them, I'm friendly with them, but I know to keep them at a distance because they, their ethical code is, you know, different than mine. But how, how do you feel about that person in other parts of your life? You can, you're, there's already a barrier. You can never get a certain amount of, you know, closeness with that person because of what you know, right? In, in certain aspects. Yeah. But in others, you know, you, you could be like best friends with them when you go out in certain situations, but know that you can't trust them with any amount of money. You can't trust them with anything that would, where they get a, a chance to control or, you know, have some kind of factor in the outcome right. of something in your life. But, you know, yeah. I'm friendly with a lot of guys like that. And that probably comes from, you know, growing up in pool halls where everybody was like that. That's pretty sick. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, I don't, I don't look so negatively on people who, who cheat. That probably sounds bad, but you, you get you get the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, that's the thing is that I don't think you hang out with scumbags, so you're okay with it. Is what you're saying? Card counters are. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think that's cheating. You're right. Like if the people are counting cards, that's a skill that they've learned. It's a mathematical skill they've learned. And same thing with you know shooting dice. If they're shooting it a certain way, it's just like a you know some guy catching interceptions. You know, like catching a ball, whatever. It's like a it's like a physical skill that they've learned how to do. And obviously, like you guys have said. Well, you know, I would say I would say card counting is one thing, but. 
the the rolling the dice thing they actually have you're actually breaking the rules of the game by by oh. throwing dice like that oh if you're breaking the rules of the game that's completely different absolutely yeah so but i think if you're throwing dice and craps like and you're not hitting that wall that uh, randomizes it then <laughs> yeah you're poops we're back to this again we're not having this one again we're okay. <laughs> Just call. I, I think if you're I, throwing bones, you have to hit that back wall, and it kind of randomizes. If you if you're doing anything to like mess with that, you're cheating. Like that's different. Like card counting is 100 yeah, percent legal. Yeah, right. You could never get arrested for card count. Yeah, you could just get asked to leave and maybe take him to the back room. But the yeah. guy with the eyepiece. Okay. Yeah. Did you say an eyepiece? Earpiece. Are you have a pirate that's helping now? <laughs> Those guys are heavy dudes. <laughs> Ye be counting cards. <laughs> oh, God, I... Captain A. Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, nice. I wish I had prepped pirate jokes. I'd be so. If I'd known that, I thought we were just doing bat and knife stuff. Um, we got the eyepiece, the cod piece. We got all the pieces around here. Reese's pieces. Yeah. Peace be with you. Peace. Uh, come you... peace. So, anyway. Hey, I'm glad our guest is here to keep this podcast <laughs> rolling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Anyway. You, so, anyway, I... Yeah, as far as cheaters, I was going to say, to me, like, it does reflect on other things because if it's like, oh, you would take my money if I left it on the table, like, that kind of makes me affect you, my opinion of you as a person, I guess. But yeah. that's just me. I don't... I don't hang out in that kind of world, so maybe it's different. Like, if you get to know people and everyone's kind of like that or whatever, I'm not judging. It's just, for me, people yeah, that no, I, I people, people that I can't be close with, like, I only have so much time in the day. Like, I'm not going to waste my time, like, trying to figure out how they can fit in without, like, stealing my children. I don't have children, but <laughs> someone stole them. Kick them in the eye instead. Back to the IP. Stop it. Yeah, I think, especially if, like, uh, you know, I don't know really that much about the casinos, but anytime when you deal with a lot of people who are gambling, you're gonna run into a lot of people who are willing to do a of lot course. of yeah, because it's money things. at the end. It's at the and, end, of it, and, it's money in their pocket. Though. Yeah, and you're gonna have to learn how to associate with those people because they're not just gonna go away just because you don't like them. And also defend yourself. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think I the think bats. the relationships I have with the scumbags I know helps me a lot in life because. I know what to look for, you know? You, yeah, like, definitely. Oh, it's totally true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely, like, a good skill to have in terms of, like, knowing. I just wouldn't be able to call them, like, friends or friendly. Like, it's sort of, like, I mean, I've worked with some scummy people. Not No one I work with now, in case my coworkers are listening. It's just, <laughs> I mean, really not. But anyway, um, but it's it really is about, like, being able to read people and, like, figure out, like, what's what. But, like, the people that I would, like, choose to hang out with, if they're those sort of people, like I would choose not to hang out with them unless, like, it was Facebook or something. You got more yeah. likes than fucking. <laughs> this is this is Facebook, and I just I am blocking you. Like, like, are you like blocking me? Like, like, I'm sorry. Make your point. I apologize. Are you still talking? Because I've blocked you. I can't hear like, you anymore. Like, I've I've gotten on a different account at this point. You hear me? You know you hear me. Come on now. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, it sucks for you that you can't control the edit of this podcast by the end. It's going to make you look like an idiot. Which, by that, I mean I will put out the podcast exactly that's the way you've been talking. That's a fucking upgrade, man. You looking like an idiot? I know, after last week. <laughs> Boom. Um, 
Yeah, I got nothing. We'll see. We'll see. What, what we'll will we see? see? We'll see. And this ends the shit-talking portion of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Um, yeah, so uh, I just saw how much time we've been talking about bats and yeah. knives and pirates. Yeah. So we had, we had given each other homework assignments to each prep our uh, top five list of people that belong in the Poker Hall of Fame and are not in there. And we probably should do that before. Cause yeah, we need to do that. Let's break that out. Boom. Are you ready? Top eight Poker Hall of Fame inductees. Because let's and be by honest, eight, by eight, you mean five. Yeah, the top five. Well, ten if we each have five. Right. Magic is top eight. I'm retarded. Anyway, uh, this all stems from Annie Duke's inductation to the Hall of Fashion. I do not believe she belongs. Thoughts? I think, I think it's a joke. Yeah, she's not a, inducted yet, right? She's just nominated, or is she actually inducted? I don't actually. Yeah, 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 nominated. Yeah, That's I don't know. The whole to me, the whole Hall of Fame thing is sort of silly because it's like, it's it's not like baseball where it's like you play for a while and then you're done and then we decide if you were like a legend. It's like you guys that are still playing this, like yeah, now you're good enough to be considered legends. Oh, but not if you're not forty years old. And like Mattingly should be in the baseball hall of fame. Mattingly should be in the poker hall of fame. You know <laughs> why don't they, they should induct Pete Rose into the poker hall of fame? What, what about Kiss? the baseball one? What about Kiss in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They're snubbed too. And the monkeys? I mean they've got a song called Rock and Roll All Night, put them in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm the saying? The monkeys have a song called Daydream Believer, and I Daydream Believe they're gonna be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame someday. White aristocrat wrote that though. They just sang the song. Whatever. You think that all those Motown groups are writing their own songs? No, Not they're still in. They're still in. Do you like to debate the monkeys in the Rock and Hall of Fame? I feel much more strongly about this than I do that baseball bat. And well, I feel- you can put their TV show in the Hall of Fame because that was epic. I watch that all the time. Yeah, that's part of the monkeys. The monkeys belong. The only reason they're not is because Jan Wenner from Rolling Stone doesn't like them, and he has blacklisted them. Which monkey uh, do you identify with? Mike. Mike, the, the quiet nerd type. Michael Nesmith, really. I figured you more for a Peter Torque, to be honest. He's number two. The musicians of the group, like, it, no, Mike Nesmith, like, have you ever seen his audition for that? He showed up with, like, his a bag of laundry over his shoulder, like, let's do this, I gotta go do my laundry. <laughs> let's do this, yo. <laughs> it was fantastic, like, it was such a great piece of comedy, like, he was just so ambivalent to the whole process, like, whatever, you guys want to audition? I guess, I have to do my laundry. Do you know how, people, so. how many people we've just lost? Their interest was like, I'm following, I'm following. Zero. I'm gonna go with zero, because... Because that's how many we had to begin with? Yeah, if anyone was listening, they are either, like, they don't know how to turn this off, they're waiting for the horse content, which is probably unlikely, or they are doing this as some sort of, like, prison sentence. All right, so let's get back. We got the top five Poker Hall of Fame nominees for, from each of us. Boom. My, my, my first one is Jennifer Harmon. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much we're supposed to say. I'm just going to say Jennifer Harmon. You can she's, do yours now. She's a badass, you know. She's a badass for sure. She's been kicking ass on all the TV shows for a long time. I asked her a question when Full Tilt had chat with the pros a long time ago. I asked her what the difference was between online and live poker. And she says, well, you have a computer in front of you in one of them. <laughs> Ask a stupid question. Get, a, get an answer like that. Yeah, I, I'm used to that. All right, so my first one is 2 plus 2's homeless shelter. I, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think we had the same assignment, but go ahead. 2 plus 2 has been harboring the poorest, sickest, most depraved homeless poker fans for years. 
roll out of the cardboard box, eat some banana peels from the dumpster, and hit Panera Bread to skeet on somebody's laptop and swim through the urine of posts in NVG and add my promissory two cents. Yeah, I don't think we did the same thing at all. <laughs> um, my, uh, my next one is Scotty Nguyen. Um, it's win. It's a win. It's not Nguyen. It's not yeah, Nguyen. It's, it's not just fucking... Win. It's just win. win. Yeah. I don't... Charlie Sheen, duh. Win. It's like... Yeah, and like Charlie Sheen, that he is on something. That guy struck me as like a massive douchebag. Um, hey, you know what? Get a little dive. You call it to me all over, baby, 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 baby. Well, which which final table was that? Baby. Um, it was this the year. It was when he won the uh the fifty k horse event, right? Yeah. There's our horse content, by the way, for those of you waiting for horses. There baby. you go. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Daniel Negreanu's impression of him is pretty funny, though. No, I think he's a giant. I mean, he's not someone I would want to socialize with, but he's his success has been pretty well defined, I think. Yeah. But I have to think that that whole like getting drunk at the final table is not going to help his think, speed of getting conducted. Uh, Hall of Fame, though, you have to include people who not only their success in in their sport or game or whatever, but what they bring to the table for the game itself. You know, and that's fair. That guy's Pete pretty... Rose. Pete Rose. Where is nope. it? He should be in the poker hall of fame. I agree. If you're not going to put him in the baseball one, put him in something else. You want to hear my next guy? I, 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 I'm not really sure, but go ahead. Yeah, my next nominee is Barry Greenstein's love for Asian women. A ski resort isn't the only place you'll find Barry G on the slopes. His unbridled passion for exotic oriental women is just as aggressive as his fearless poker game. And I'm pretty sure it's not an urban legend that he one time filled an entire room at the Bellagio with fortune cookies and Asian hookers and dove right in, naked. And a good day to you, sir. I hope he didn't eat those cookies. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We really should have coordinated this better ahead of time. So, coincidentally enough, my next one is... Barry Greenstein. Um, no cookies, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's something. <laughs> All right, my next well, one. Go ahead. Corporate I, America. I can only imagine. Yeah. Corporate it's... America is crushing the game, getting sick value using minimal quality as they destroy the competition. No, not other businesses, you idiot. The American consumer. Also. When they go on a downswing, they get staked by the government. They can't fucking lose. I have to say, if we're if we're not putting Scotty in, Scotty in because of what he brings to the game, I'm gonna have to veto the government. <laughs> corporate America, dude. What? Sorry, oh, corporate America. My do mistake. Do you think that they drink at the final table? Yeah, and they think they, they drink the blood of the American people. <laughs> yeah, at the final table. That's fine. That's true. That's, You're right. That's American. That's the American dream. <laughs> a dollar and some blood. Anyway, go ahead. What's your next? Yeah, well, yeah, no, we've set the bar so high. Um, <laughs> I, my my next one is Daniel Negreanu, and I think it's that whole like Limbo. you have to, you have to be forty because Chip was forty, garbage. That just doesn't make sense to I me. Know, he's like, got hair like a forty year old. Let him in. That's yeah. There you go. And I think that should be the requirement. You know what I'm saying you it have looks to like be 40, forty. You have to look like you're forty. Forty or balding. <laughs> like those are the two things. I think that would be fair. Whoa. Oh, whoa, that was epic. Aliens. Oh, you guys might hear a train rolling through. Boom. That's <laughs> uh, the that's knowledge the, train coming in. That's the last time Negroni is going to be nominated. His train's leaving the station. 
No, it's arriving at the station. Uh, I feel like I'm in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Penguins. I'm I'm running a train. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Man, that should happen during. Go ahead. Yeah, you're in Barry G's Bellagio room. I can o- I can only imagine which one's next. It may be appropriate. Go ahead. The felt. He's the guy that all the players are prepared to go to. It doesn't matter if you're Phil Ivey, Jesus, or the fucking Pope's egg hat. Everybody's ready to take this hand to the felt. For such a dominating popularity over the years, this guy belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the train didn't help Why that did one. you have one person on your list so far? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. <laughs> oh, it's, that's great. This is my there- list. These... There's no, like, theme to you. It's just, like, chaos. <laughs> oh, there's a theme. <laughs> chaos? The theme. Yeah. The, the theme is, what? Huh? Come on, man. Everybody's ready to take this hand to the felt, okay? This guy belongs in the hall. That sounds like, it doesn't sound like a player. That sounds like someone that you're, like, greeting. Like, I'll give a hand to the felt. Like, it's like we're back to self-high fives again. I'm going to play it for stacks. I'm going to take this hand to the felt. Yeah. All right. Um, my last one is Phil Ivey. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's pretty good at poker. He, he belongs. He's the obvious inclusion. Again, they're trying to use that retarded rule with the fucking, you know, jerking off on age or whatever. They Imagine if they put him in the Hall of Fame. He's not 40 yet. There's that whole, like, now it's officially. Last year was sort of like an unofficial rule. Now it's an official rule. If you're under 40, you're not eligible because, Ch- right. because Chip Reese was 40 when he went in. And I, have, Chip- I have two Which- major problems then. One, Ivy is obviously like the ambassador of poker. Oh. More than Scotty? Just kidding. Here's a question before I unveil my last one. But how well, do you he, has, he had two that- points. You're interrupting in the middle. Go ahead, though. Uh, go ahead. He's no, the I was just going to say the, the, the 40 thing is retarded, but if they're including Annie Duke. Yeah, that's definitely like, you know, people. Above if, if Annie Duke is eligible and Phil Ivey is not, I don't like age restriction be damned. That just does not make any sense to me. She's a criminal, man. Her and her epic canned meat league or whatever. Yep. We'll just look the other way when our family's a criminal. I, I think it's hilarious. I think like Daniel Negreanu and Phil Ivey are two people that should automatically be in any kind of hall of fame for poker. I think if we're going to start, I'm going to go out on a limb. If we're going to make the rule that you have to, you can't be in until um, Chip Reese, the age he was eligible. You have to die at the same age that Chip Reese died. (laughs) That's awesome. I think that should be the rule. You can live exactly as long as Chip Reese and that's it. What about, do we have to like use the same toothpaste that he used as well? Uh Uh-huh. Why wouldn't you? Doesn't it make sense that we should structure the the entire Hall of Fame yeah, around one guy? Thing is, is beyond uh, retarded to me. Or yeah, pretty soon this will be like Star Trek: The Next Generation, and it'll just have Chip Reese Borgs everywhere. He's just you have to become one to get into. Yeah, them. I, I think I, like, I have no. I didn't even know they had a Hall of Fame, which I think it's good that they do, but not with those those rules they right. have. But my last, my last ready? nominee. Ready? I, no. Huckleberry Seed's height. Oh, I thought we were going to do a real person for a the second. I was so sure. Giant of poker. Huck could muck his cards from the shitter with his pinky finger. And he's the tallest in virtue as well, as we've received notice that he's donating eight inches to Barry G's Asian women on a regular basis. Now that's just swell. So glad this is over. I <laughs> <laughs> should have saved the train for this. <laughs> Where's the train? Speaking of train, like, 
The only thing more painful than this segment for me is listening to that Drops of Jupiter train song on the radio. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I have a strong list of nominees here, and they have an excellent chance of taking over the... So, like... I, the thing is, I think three of yours are more worthy than Annie Duke at this point. <laughs> three? How, all five? That's, which two are worse? That's true. Corporate America. Uh, really? Yeah. Really? That's just as bad. No. Do you guys have any idea who's actually in the Hall of Fame right now? Yeah. I do. Wild Bill Hickok, obviously. Yep. That's it. It's it's Wild Bill Hickok is the entire Hall of Fame. And, <laughs> and Chip Reese. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's Eric Seidel, Dan Harrington, Mike Sexton. We don't uh, need to find down, but yeah. Cause... I mean, it's big name guys. And okay. then a bunch of, I mean, the recent inductees are people you know. You go back further and it's like, oh, who's that i guess they were big at the time but i mean they've been inducting people since like the 70s what about and by the 70s i mean actual years that occurred between 1970 and 1979 unlike the definition occasionally used in this podcast yeah yes indeed they need to definitely break the rule and get ivy and i think negroni in there too i think he's definitely been like a really positive thing for the game I, I think I, I think Negreanu more than anybody else in terms of like ambassador for the game. Yeah, I mean sure. I, Ivy kind of came out of his shell a little bit and started doing better in the last couple of years. But in terms of like making it look like it's fun to lose money at poker to professionals, I think Negreanu is like the best at that on TV. I mean yeah, I've heard I definitely heard Chip I, I, Reese is really good. Used to be really good at organizing games and all of that. But Negreanu has that same like people tell are willing to show him hands because he's just such a nice guy. Yeah, he's he's definitely a great ambassador for the game. And I I gained a lot of respect for him after uh, April 15th when he was doing a lot of the interviews and getting, you know, a bit more uh, candid. What I like about him is that he's mostly honest. I mean, well, maybe not mostly, maybe more than we know, but he's always willing to say what he feels, even if it's more likely to get him in trouble than not. And I think that we need more of that. Instead of pussyfooting things around, he'll just come out and say, look, Annie fucking Duke and Howard Letter are scumbags and criminals, you know? And we need more people to say that instead of skirting the issue and being like, oh, well, you know, oh, we just don't talk about that. Oh, come on. let's." Yeah. But his, his thing with Annie isn't about, like, the same reasons as we think she's a scumbag. He has a Why? personal problem. I sense sexual he, tension there. He, he has a personal problem with her, and it goes way... Like, if you go back to, like... I mean, I understand that that's posts, there, but that doesn't mean that that's his sole motivation for how it's, he feels about this it, stuff. It's... I don't know. I mean, to me, it looks all... So? Look, it's all tainted by that to me. So like, it really looks like a guy that's really, really upset about it and he's looking for every chance to point it out i don't think he's so, wrong in this case but i think he would have been pointing it out at every possible circumstance whether or not it was legitimate but you still think it's true i think in this case it is but i think some of the other stuff that he's called her out on like he's been like really down on the epic poker league from like the get-go have you ever I, seen their logo it's like fucking canned meat dude it's like spam i that, agree but i don't think that right but, there's a deal breaker for me to begin with okay why try to sell me canned fucking meat that's that's Another. I was going to wear you had deal breakers. <laughs> well, honestly, you just inducted the corporate America into your, into your poker hall of fame. Not, not they didn't win. Oh, sorry. Which, How are they sorry, from your list, who actually got inducted in your mind? Uh, Barry Wait. signs love for Asian women. That was it. Yeah, it's pure. You know what I mean? It's pure. It's, it's just, I actually do not know what you, you mean. Know, you know what I'm saying? No. Um, yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> Do you have anything else on this before we uh, wrap it up? Um, pull this train back into the station. 
What? <laughs> I was just going through our, our previous sound effects. It's like we have a soundboard and it is your window and computer. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. We've had all kinds of special effects. You got anything else for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. He has to go pick up his trumpet. I, I know what he was trying to do. He's trying to get his ass up to the microphone. I know. I actually used to play trumpet. Did you? But See, yeah. Look, look at the, the research that I did going into this interview. <laughs> Have you thought about going back to playing trumpet after Black Friday? At post-Black Friday, there was a time where I was considering I cannot afford the trumpet, so... Because, like, you could sort of play your poker blues out on the trumpet. I was more of a jazz player, but... Oh. Boom. Yeah. Pretty I don't... Do you really... Go ahead. Shining shoes out in front of a salon. Things don't change up. Yeah, that might be next. It's terrible. If you're doing that, I would get the trumpet. I think that'll help. Shine shoes with a trumpet? Not like you don't use the trumpet oh. as a shoe shining thing, but it, to attract business. Oh, like, so like it, you just you kind of saunter over to the guy with the trumpet and you're like, hey man, shine my shoes. Yeah. Sweet. That's, I do that whenever I see someone playing a trumpet, which is pretty awkward when you go to like orchestra events. Like. Oh, okay. All right, so I guess we're going to probably end up wrapping this up, but do you have anything else you want to plug or say or anything there, A's? We appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, play with, uh, learn, chat, and play with the pros at fulltiltpoker.com. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, that's A's, you can get instructions from him on how to play the saxophone. Deucescrack.com. I like yeah. that you became a saxophone player. <laughs> I like, it's this att- it's this attention to detail that makes this podcast so popular. No, no shit. I played the saxophone too. See? I played, yeah, I played five different instruments. You know I played. What? I played the xylophone. I played what the else? recorder. What are the other three? I played trumpet. I played baritone TC, French horn, saxophone, and I played the xylophone. Can anybody? Get, can I get a bone flute joke? Anybody? No, we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> This podcast has standards. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when that started, but let's pretend it does. Um, yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening. Um, again, Twitter, Badoogie All Stars, Facebook.com slash Badoogie All Stars. You can listen on Stitcher.com. Those of you that are those of you that are, are listening on Stitcher.com, send me an email. Let me know how you found it, what you think, because I don't know who you are and why you're listening, and I appreciate it. Um, and if you're still listening at this point. I think your app is broken. Just stop. You can stop. It's okay. We'll uh, be back next week. Same bad time. Same egghead channel. Yeah, same back channel. And you make fun of how I talk. <laughs> Later. I like the Goblin King. <laughs>